Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Remember The Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah. basic glasses. About the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went come over here for a minute and turned into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? And we are welcoming everybody to Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. John Sachs. Frank Bonacci. Judd, hi. Judd, I'm Judd. IRL. <laughs> Judd, Wait, is that back, Judd? Yes. What? Oh, damn. <laughs> Sorry. I had a little fun at your expense. Sorry. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> what percentage of our audience knew what happened? Do you want to know what percentage didn't know what was happening? My father had no, no idea that Justin was not present. Oh, I don't think my parents I said, had any clue. I said, Dad, you didn't understand. Did you hear what he was saying? Because you know what? I got to listen to it again. He did say something weird. You're right. He did say something weird. I didn't want to tip my hand. I said, if people get what's happening, they get it. If they don't, then it's fine. It's, it's, I just wanted people to go, wait, I think I know what's going on here. <laughs> well, I just set, I set the bar pretty low with, with what I say sometimes. So. Oh. Oh. Keep talking. Yeah. I'm just going to make it on any time you're absent. <laughs> Well, it's oh, where the monsters man. all along <laughs> showed a lot of ankle. I like that one. Oh, there's a lot. You want me to jam you up? That's so fucking. I find out, you don't understand that I had tears streaming down my face every time I found a new like. You know, I was just looking for his waveforms and just seeing what he would say. And just like, what do you say there? And I just saw, he's like, you want me to jam you up? <laughs> They'd be like nothing for the longest time. And then just that. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh, man. We are here today to discuss season one, episode 26 of The Twilight Zone. Execution. When a 20th century scientist tests out his time machine, he accidentally retrieves a murderer from 1880, saving him from the hangman's noose. Unaware of the man's history, the scientist attempts to acclimatize. Wait, acclimate him to his new surroundings. Acclimate, I, that wasn't acclimate, like, yeah. They spelled it wrong in the the bio, and mm-hmm. it says a different word. What do we think? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I liked this episode. Thought it was cool. I thought fun. the scientist the whole time was uh, James Reamer, which uh, couldn't be. No, you don't know who that was. Da, no. da, 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 da. Just sit right back and you hear a tale. It's the professor from the fucking. Oh, really? From yeah. Gilligan. Yeah. S.S. Minnow, James. What was the ship that brought them all to Gilligan's Island? The S.S. Minnow. Russell Johnson. Well, it also looks like James Reamer. He does this. Like a lot scene. like him. Again, we have to watch Forbidden Planet because I saw the Forbidden Planet in his office. On the right side, there's like a push in uh, to him sitting at his desk. And it's you see it. It's not lit, but you can see it. It's the Forbidden Planet navigation sphere thing mm. is in his office. It's like, Jesus, and more props for Forbidden Planet. Oh, also, I caught they use some B-roll from The Four of Us Are Dying when the when uh, what's his name is running around Joe Ca- neon Caswell. signs and shit. There's like a shot. And I'm like, mm. that is outright from The Four of Us Are Dying. Yeah, the disorienting. Uh... 
everything neon signs. Yeah, the, what's it called? Everything Street. That was just the everything yeah. was in yeah. that episode. Yeah, a lot of fun. It was neat. I mean, I don't know what else you could do. Maybe I love the idea of somebody being. I always that's like a weird fantasy I always have of like, what if you brought like somebody from like the fifties into now and just like freak them out, or even like before, even like you know pre-industrial revolution people, just like. Dude, there I just go. want to show. I just want to show up on an iPhone to a caveman, just they one day, and just freak them and make them think I'm a god for a second. They go to Seven Eleven and wheeze the juice. Then when you do that, we know what happens. <laughs> nice. Oh my god! They fuck. I know exactly what happens. They fuck a wheeze the juice. Seen it? Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> no, what's his name in it? Oh, Fucking Mister Mister Stony. No wheeze the juice, Mister Stony. Mister Stony, stop wheezing the juice. Oh. <laughs> Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we zing the juice. We's the juice. No, 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 we zing the juice. No, we zing the juice. Oh, God. This is a special spot in hell for that man. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I do like Son in Law. Ah, oh, come on. It's Cino Man's Cino Man's great. And Cino Man's good, yeah. He wears nice. the juice. Don't you understand? Red Bull Peel. Oh. I haven't watched it in years. Oh, it's so good. My wife's never seen it, I don't think. I think the last time we had. Uh, somehow. And Cino Man comes up quite often in this house. And every time she says, You know, I've never seen it. And I keep telling her that she's going to watch it with me. Watch Biodome, too. Oh, Biodome. Fucking. We got chippies. We got chippies. We got lots of stuff to eat. <laughs> no. We sell, I'm we the s- god. We celebrate. Look at that when he kills the fuck, eats the parrot. That's kind of funny. We celebrate Paulie Shore's entire career in our home. You know what? I'm taking it back. I fucking love Paulie Shore. All his works. You were nervous to admit it. You know, in the army now, we are all right. Listen. All right. There's a hiccup every now and again. Who, who did chairman of the board? Is that Carrot Top? That's Carrot Top. Uh, that's Carrot Top. I've never actually seen that, but now, I, now that I'm thinking it out loud, I think I might have to. I've seen it. I was going to say, the only thing I know about that movie is the Norm Cliff when he's on Conan, when he fucks with, what's her name, from Melrose Place. Remember, have you seen that clip? It's like an iconic Norm moment. Oh. Two hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh, all right. <laughs> Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. So in 1880, an outlaw cowboy named Joe Coswell is about to be hanged. You got anything to say? It's your right, you know. That's my right as a judge. The young fella I put a hole in had too much mouth, not enough brains. I'd invite him out again tomorrow if I had it to do all over again. You shot my son in the back, Castle, and that's a long country mile from an invitation to a showdown. Now, if that's all you got to say, I got this to add. I'd like it to take a while. I'd like you to feel it, Caswell. The more you kick, the more justice I figure there is in the world. As soon as he's, you know, the rope snaps and the horse runs off, he disappears. And the rope stayed very still, too, when he disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, very, both is very stiff. That's a very stiff rope. Yeah, a lot of thread. <laughs> High thread count, that rope. <laughs> he then wakes up in the lab of Professor Mannion, played by Russell Johnson, the professor from Gilligan's Island. And not James Reamer. Not James Reamer. Not Luther. No, not Luther. Who you is promised it? you wouldn't Dance? tell. You promised you wouldn't tell. He's also Raiden. In, in the, the second in one. The second one, Annihilation. Yeah, Annihilation now. We don't do that. We don't 
We don't acknowledge that movie. We don't celebrate that movie. We don't celebrate that movie. So Cosmo's like a real piece of shit, unrepentant killer. When he wakes up in the lab, the professor recognizes that he's got hanging like scars on his neck. Hanging neck. He's got hanging neck. And he's like, oh, this guy must have been a piece of garbage. They never really, what is it? What was his reason for uh, taping people back in time? It's like, I just want to talk to like a dead person. I don't know. He didn't yeah, really no, have a really good really, idea. No, really I think this want to learn about the past, wasn't that it? He just wanted yeah. to talk to him? Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. Really it wasn't weird. enough for me to remember. This is a time machine. What's happened to you involves principles which you wouldn't understand. For the moment, I don't know what your past was, but you've got a most distinguished future. You're the first time traveler in the history of man, and I'm going to introduce you to a whole new world, and you're going to tell me about an old one. So what happens next is he sh- he's like, I want to see the outside world. And he opens the windows and he sees like, like which I guess it's New York. They don't really say. Yeah. They just show it's a big metropolitan city. And he goes, I love that moment. It's just like, what? He just starts like Frankensteining out going, <laughs> bright lights, horseless carriages. Then he yeah, really hits him with a lamp. Dude, that's the stunts in those scenes. <laughs> When he throws him across the desk, that stunt man, I'm like, that guy's dead. Yeah, they really hurt each other in that one. He stepped on that guy's hand, like full, full, like he broke <laughs> yeah, that guy's he... whole hand. Big he hulking got... man. Big hulking, big beastly, bulging man. <laughs> bulging man. <laughs> they let him have it with that fucking lamp. Yeah, he fucking, he, they, they killed him. Good tussles. Yeah, he killed him with that. I thought he was like unconscious until like he comes back oh. later and there's like flies that like over his body at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> So takes a gun from his desk and runs out into the city and just bumps into literally every single person he possibly could. He was like then, a fucking pinball out there. Yeah. And then he fucking just straight up wastes that guy driving the cab. Holy shit. Yeah, the no, guy who like, that fucking guy. It. He dodged that bullet. I had to rewind that. I'm like, did he kill that guy? And then you see him slump. I'm like, oh, he killed that fucking guy. Like, yeah, he just fucking unloaded. <laughs> It's, it's wildly violent. This is probably the most violent episode I think we've seen. It's like like when he hits him with the lamp, it's just like, Jesus like Christ, he, that was he stiff. hit him with the lamp. That lamp exploded. exploded. <laughs> so, yeah, he runs out into the street and just is startled by a taxi and just blows that motherfucker's head right off. <laughs> Clean off. Sonny Cordelone's his fucking face. <laughs> and then just runs around a little bit, eventually makes his way back to the lab. And he's talking to the, I guess, dead professor who's just still laying where he brained him. And he's just like, you got to get me out of here. This place is crazy. Mr. Yuk. Man, you help me, please. Help me. As this happens, a burglar runs in with a gun. I thought the place was empty. Just move away from the desk, cowboy. He's like, oh, I thought this place was empty. He's like, I guess you took care of it for me already. Empty. Okay, I thought people, I was going to hope that nobody caught that. That's why I spoke really quickly after that. I'm like, let's see if they noticed and I can fix it later on. (laughs) (laughs) The curses. Empty. Empty. I like it. Say, Mac, this place is empty. (laughs) So Popeye breaks it. (laughs) Oh, this place is empty. (laughs) So... And then, and these two violent men get into a tussle where the modern violent man, the burglar, wraps the, what do you call it, curtain, a curtain? Uh, it's like the blinds, blinds. The blinds. The rope, the blinds yeah. rope, whatever you call it. 
wraps around him and gives that man his hanging a yeah. hundred years late. Ooh. And that guy starts rooting around the, the lab. He accidentally triggers the time machine that sends him back to 1880, right at the end of that rope. And he gets hung. Yeah. Sophisticated equipment. That ain't Joe Keswell. That ain't the guy we hanged. Look at these clothes. What kind of clothes are they? He was very afraid of the buttons he was pressing. Why would he go into a chamber that he was... Here's my question. If if that's part of the script that he's going to work his way into a time machine, why make it into this constrictive phone booth? Oh my god, the phone booth scene! Dude, when he kicks himself out of the phone booth, Coswell, yeah. another insane stunt! He's just like, this dumb, primitive savage gets in a, a phone booth. And he can't get, he cannot manage his way out. He kicks himself out with such force that he goes across the street. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that guy's in this, he's like, I'm very, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Let me go into this constrictive little chamber thing. <laughs> it's like, it's very weird. It was just not handled well. So my thing is like, why, if that's in the script, why make it look like that? Yeah. Maybe, that, you know what? That's, I get, I don't know what movie it's from. They probably just said, well, we found some sci-fi equipment from this other movie. Mm-hmm. Let's borrow it. So they're, mm-hmm. they, they're very big on borrowing props from other things. So it's like, ah, this is what we got. So I guess we'll have to make it work somehow. And then the other people, the people who are like who doing the hang and the townsfolk are just like, I don't know what this is. All right, just get them the fuck out of here. The end. <laughs> and then Serling says, This is November 1880, the aftermath of a necktie party. The victim's name, Paul Johnson, a minor league criminal and the taker of another human life. No comment on his death save this. Justice can span years. Retribution is not subject to a calendar. Tonight's case in point in the Twilight Zone. So, so you guys like this one, huh? I wouldn't say I liked oh, it. Man. I liked uh, I liked that the, the guy wallops someone with a lamp, which is what I really enjoyed. I enjoyed I enjoyed the lamp wallop. But for the most part, it was kind of this is a middle of the road, lower middle of the road. I liked it. It's it's fun pulp. I don't think it was like a good episode. I had fun. I really like Albert Salmi's performance as Joe Coswell. He was just a fucking animal. He was really good at it. Yeah. And of course, the professor's good at being a professor. So it was fun to see that. The really insane violence of this episode is a high point for me. It's it's better than the sum of its parts for me. Yeah. What do you think, John? I think I know what John thinks. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I think this is a flaccid for me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, not no throb. Big no pun. throb at all. No movement down there. Oh, you know what's another fun scene? The bar scene. Nothing, pal. No argument. No argument. What is that? Where's the music come from? Nothing. That's a jukebox. Just a plain old jukebox. You been in stir, buddy? No, it's, it's just that I need some sleep. And those... Those things that are running around. Things? Those... Those carriages without horses. And the... And the lights going on and off. And the noise. It's, it's, it's like thunder all the time. Well, that, that bartender's like, yeah, hey, that's okay. Just uh, just uh, go on to here. Take a bottle. He was very polite. He, well, he's te- petrified. He's trying to defuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to defuse. He handled it the way I probably would have handled it. Me too. It. I like, that's no, okay, dude. I, I would have just shit and done the guys shut the fuck, shot the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a little on the nose, too. Where he turns on the TV, and there's just a Western guy just... Why would, Drawing like, that's a very, at, the, at the... In first person. Which is just like... They don't usually shoot those kind of gunfight uh, duels. They don't usually shoot them that way, where the guy's just, like, you know, looking right at camera. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Jonathan Demi. 
ever shooting a Western TV shootout. <laughs> yeah, fun. I, I don't know. It was, it was it was fun trash. The modern day burglar is in Splash. Is he in Splash? It says Mr. Ambrose. I don't know Mr. That Ambrose. Who the hell is that? Somebody has the greatest name in this this episode. I don't know who he played. I think he's one of the townspeople. His, it's a dude named Faye Roop. What a name. Who named you Faye Roop? Like, is it the Roops just said, we have a new son. Let's name him Faye. He'll like that. I'm sure of it. <laughs> sure, that went over well in the grade here. school era. Oh, yeah. Hey, Faye. Let's beat him up for being different. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 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 let's beat him senselessly let's dehumanize him he's different especially in the 60s yeah oh, those... well no he's that guy oh, the guy's older so he's probably in the 20s so they were just beating him <laughs> if you look somewhat ethnic you were getting a fucking tossing if you were it if you were an italian you look italian let's beat him savagely <laughs> you're a man named Faye. oh you're getting the, the thumping of a lifetime here comes the, lamp. here comes the lamps and it's it comes to lamp. He's getting lamp beatings all day. People just throwing lamps from their apartment windows. He was the technical consultant on that scene. That's how he got in uh, the show. You see here how they used to do it was. We gave him a good old lamp in. Uh, see what you do here is a good old Cleveland twist, is what we used to call that one. You have to spike the entire lamp with everything you have. That's called the touchdown. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Far West Press and Maverick indie filmmaker Kansas Bowling. We go way back with Miss Bowling, don't we guys? Yes sir, as the time of this recording, about one week. First up, for those who hate writing letters, there's pre-written letters for your convenience. Pre-written by Kansas, alongside her sister and frequent co-conspirator Parker Love Bowling. A series of increasingly specific and absurd letters that are meant to be cut out and sent to the people in your life. If you're like me, and I know I am, this book will tickle your funny bone and caress your aching knees. Next up is the companion book to Miss Bowling's upcoming film, Cuddly Toys, the aptly named A Cuddly Toys Companion. All kidding aside, I was shown a screen of this film, and it is nothing short of a masterpiece. Oh, don't worry, folks. You're going to hear a... You're going to hear a lot more about this film from me in the coming months. I was genuinely floored by it. This book follows the harrowing and often hilarious adventures Kansas and crew went on in making this soon-to-be classic. If you love film, filmmaking, and crazy behind-the-scenes stories, this book delivers all that in spades. And fret not, you needn't be familiar with Mrs. Bowling's ouvure. How do you say ouvure? Am I saying ouvure right? Ouvure? Yeah. You don't need to be familiar with Miss Bowling's ouvure <laughs> to enjoy this pair of books. You must simply be of unusually high intelligence and distractingly attractive, which is how I see our audience in my mind's eye. But now is your chance to prove it with action by heading on over to farwestpress.com and picking up pre-written <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumpers and picking up pre-written letters for your convenience and a cuddly toys companion. While you're out, check out kansas-bowling.com to see what goings-on she's up to lately. You'll be supporting our shows by supporting our new sponsors, Kansas Bowling and farwestpress.com. Thank you for listening, folks. I love you. I think I got it. I swear, this city gets crazier and crazier every day. Hey, mister. Oh, jeez, we got a live one. Hey, buddy, the English nobleman in my teeth told me something. That if you go to wnuf.bigcartel.com, you get the out there Halloween mega tape and other products. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that the dust balls in my living room, they're there on purpose? Did you know that? Um, do you, do you want like a dollar or something? Ah! Ah!
Did you just throw a cat at me? <laughs> oh my god, are you okay? I saw everything. Yeah, I think so. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm not gonna rest until I find out more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Mega Tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. I can tell you that much. Yes, I too would like to learn more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Mega Tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. This episode stunk. <laughs> oh man, maybe because no, I, I didn't watch the previous three. It's like my first one back in a while. It felt... mm. It's been. A... What do you what mean? You were here. Had last two. Last two <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he was gonna rape that doll. <laughs> uh, a lot of big toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what you were, you were on some weird stuff the last two weeks. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it was a bold point to make in that moment, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Thought you give you to the moment here. And the best was, I, we were so forward thinking when recording those because we just said we know this is gonna be funny. Like we said, oh boy, we all oh, we all lit up. That wasn't like a plan. It just kind of happened in the moment. It's just like, oh no, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, the last two we watched were "Long Live Walter Jameson" and "People Are Alike All Over." Which were they good? Yeah, yeah, they were good. Yeah. People are like all over. Was uh, was, oh wait, was that one good? A long live Walter James. Oh no, they were both sucked. I thought people are like all over is the one with Roddy McDowell. There's like a he's in the cage. He's in the zoo. zoo. Oh yeah, that one right in the ending. I remember the other one was just that uh, he was oh, an old, yeah. old man. Uncle Walt. His... Uncle Walt. Yeah. yeah. Uncle... Yeah. I I still think the the ones in the the second half of the season the winner for me is a world of difference with the actor flashing mm. between yes. realities. I think that's the winner mm. for the second half of the season in terms of overall quality. It's yeah. a fuck, it's a stunner. Yeah, that one was pretty much perfect. It didn't feel like it was made in 60. It felt like it could have been made today. Yeah. Oh, this felt like it was made in 1960. It's like it's very Yeah, this one did. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> pulpy TV nonsense. Yeah. But a like, fun twist, fun little twist, neat. Oh, shit, he's dead now. Did you see or read the Stephen King 1963? Yes. I wish this was like that, where it was like, take out the whole thing with the time travel and the guy, just cut all that out and have the guy from the Western area, he just opens the door and now he's in modern times. And just make the whole story that. That would have been fun. Yeah. All the shit with, with the guy, I didn't care about any of that. It's like... He's let out in the street. I think it's like the 13th or 14th minute. He runs around for a couple of minutes, and then he's back inside with, what's his name from Best Splash? Oh. What's that guy? Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Andros. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. So Neo from Splash comes back in. <laughs> Keanu Reeves from Parenthood. <laughs> Oh, Chris! I've been told you're a fan of Point Break. Oh boy, am I? Uh, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do something with this uh, enthusiasm. Oh, at some I point. love Point Break. Oh, Utah, tr- trust Give me you. Two. I. Give me two. So it's funny because we were talking about Tom Sizemore the other day. Ah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, that just happened. We slip into a room and you two split me open like a coconut. It came to Point Break, and I'm like, you know what? I've only watched it once, and, and I know, and that's your movie. Like, I that's a movie. I said, oh, Chris should have been here for this part because like, yeah. he'll talk a blue streak about Point Break. I fucking love that movie. I watched that movie so many times. Oh yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a top ten action. You movie don't get for me. fucking skydiving criminals that often, so I mean, you really got to kind of soak it in when. And it's a weird, it's a weird guy love story. That they that they stole, you know, it's funny that they stole it for fucking the first Fast and the Furious movie. It's like that's the same plot. Yeah, like the same beat for plot. beat. Yeah, except yeah. it's stupid. Yep. I need Nos. That movie's one of the few times where I can stomach Lori Petty. 
What, you don't like her in Tank Girl? <laughs> She's usually insufferable. <laughs> I told you, I think I brought up on here that I dated a girl and that was her favorite movie of all time. She yeah, I think you made girl. me watch it because of that. Yeah, I, see, that's how, this is how nuts you get when you're in a girl. No, it's good. Like, you know, that's how, like, into it I was. No, it actually is like, better uh, than I remember. For a while, you had me convinced it was good. No, you know what? It is fun. It's fun to look. It's fun the same way a PlayStation 1 demo disc is. It's got that fun. It's got that 90s tude. And it's fun for 15 <laughs> minutes. Then you're like, what the fuck right. am I doing? Why am I playing this again? <laughs> There's only so many times I can go through the first song of Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> This enter the gecko shit sucks. Is she in in the army now? Is Lori Petty in there? Yes, I think so. Hmm. What is Lori Petty's big thing? Is it uh, League, League, of League, of League of Their Own? League of Their Own. Free Willy. That's probably her. that's probably her. she was in Free Willy. Yeah. She was always on the orange. Is always black. Wait, orange is always black. orange is always black. <laughs> no, she wasn't in that. She should be in. Stroke. I mean, she was a, she was an empty. You would think she was in that. Show. Oh wait, she is in that. She was show. on Running on Empty. <laughs> she is in that show. You're right. She is in that show, yes. Yeah. I she, never watched a single episode of it. Does she come on later? You watched that. I right? stopped watching. I watched the like the first like three seasons and then it's not getting really stupid. Like, I watched maybe the first season and I stopped. I couldn't get into it. Is it like Oz? Because Oz is fucking great. I watched um, all of Oz. No, no it's it definitely not, not like Oz. Oz. Oz was awesome. Oz Oz is, oh my is God. just trash. Talk about a trashy show when you go back and revisit it. It's like this is just melodrama filth. Yeah. It's fantastic, though. I love it. Schillinger is one of my favorite yeah. characters ever. I was going to say that cast. Yeah. That was J.K. Simmons. That was him coming onto the scene. That was a great cast. That was, dude, that was the show that like created HBO. This is pre Sopranos. Right. That's right. This is like, we can do whatever we want. This is a, a new era of TV. Oz was the thing that set everything in motion. Then it just, then shit just took off. You're right. That did. That was like the show. It's like, geez, this show's fucking crazy. <laughs> that was nuts. That, they should J- show that. J.K. Simmons burns a swastika in, in that guy's ass. What's his name? Remember that oh. one? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Tobias Beecher. To- Beecher. Yeah, Tobias Beecher. Or Bitcher, they started calling him at one point. Oh, he had a tough run. That was a rough era for him. It's like the guy Faye. Same. Uh, yeah. Oh, he got that kind of. He got the Beecher. Yeah, he got, he got, he got the lamp treatment. <laughs> <laughs> So what would you give this on a, a we still doing throbbing dicks? I don't know. Whatever's going on. Whatever the score is. Whatever our re- measuring metric is. I'd give it a six. I'm going five. Middle of the road. I like I like six. I'm cool with six. Six because of the the insanely ferocious stunts in this film. Like him kicking himself out of the phone booth is an all timer for me. It's like, man, I want to use that in something, except except phone booths aren't a thing anymore. Or are they? Uh I'm gonna go three. Three, yeah. I thought it was bad. Wow. It just made me want to watch Time Cop. That's what that's oh, what it made me want to do. You want to go I went to watch Holyfield on TV. I went ten rounds with John L. Sullivan himself. I saw Tyson beat Sphinx on TV. I used that line in, in Welcome to the Future. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, I, I watched Tyson beat Sphinx on TV. He punches him. He gives him Who's the, the girl in that? The time cop? Oh, it's Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. Mia Sarah? Like only... Oh, Mia yeah, Sarah. It's the only other thing I've seen her in besides Ferris Bueller. Well, and Who's Legend. That? She's the girl in Legend. I never saw Legend. You never saw Legend? Oh, Legend's See, like, no. I don't know if it's good. Uh, it's beautiful. It's stunningly gorgeous. Like, a lot of, like, music video, especially 80s music video, like, visual tropes came from that movie. You'll yeah. watch it and go, oh, God, this is, like, this defined the look of MTV. She was in that What's show. What's the best JCVD movie? Oh, boy. What? Your Bloodsport, Time Cop, Sudden Death. What else? Oh, uh... Well, in terms of his best performance, his film, JCVD, is actually a really good performance. The show is fucking fantastic. Oh, is it? I've never watched it. I love you, Tom Sawyer. Oh, Huck. 
Huckleberry Finn. Bob. Daddy's home. There's the new man of the house. What? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, no, I saw the pilot of it, right? I think I did. I don't it was know. on Amazon, right? It was on Amazon. Yeah, it got can't. It didn't yeah, get... it was on Prime, right? I watched the first I watched the first episode and I, yes, I thought it was amazing. And I never followed up on it because it was like a long time between that yeah, pilot and when it went to air. The, yeah. It was, it was really good. John Claude, um, Van, think... John Claude Van Johnson. Right, that's what it right. was. I think like his best in that action period is the John Woo film uh Hard Target because I quote it the most. I say wallet, like wallet, because when he when, uh, what's her name? The girl with the really blue eyes in that movie. I can't remember her name. Meg no, not Meg Foster, the other one with the really blue eyes. Whatever. She gets like almost mugged and he stops them and he goes and they almost take her purse and he goes, You should be careful where you flesh your wallet. You know it's a shame. This used to be such a nice part of town. Next time be more careful when you show your wallet. And it's just, but it's not a wallet. It's a purse, clearly. And I said, "Is that like, like, like uh, Creole slang for a wallet?" And I looked it up. It's like, no. It's like I don't know. It's like, why would he say that? Kickboxer, Lionheart, The Quest, and Bloodsport are essentially Quest? all the same oh movie. Oh my god, The Quest! It's all the same movie. They're it all the is. same movie. That's good. I mean, but yeah, uh, Universal Soldier is really good. Well, actually, the re- oh, you know that there was a new Universal Soldier that was pretty good, excellent with him and Dolph. Yeah, it was good. Excellent. Surprisingly, really. It's, I think it's the same guy who made yeah. the Undisputed movies. They're ama- The action choreography is fucking insane, phenomenal. Yeah, it was good. Huh. Some of the best I've ever seen because they kept that was like the second reboot, a third right. reboot because there was Reckoning. Is it Reckoning? No, there's the Universal Regeneration, Return, and, that, and then there's the one mm. with Goldberg. I think that's Universal shows the Return. Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg shows up as a super soldier, but then there was the ones that went straight to video, which are completely separate from those. Oh yeah, Goldberg is in the here. Return. Yeah, the Return. Does he just go <laughs> the whole time? Just over and over. And he just spears people over and over again. And that's the end of the last, like, last fucking two years worth of WWE pay-per-views. Oh. Spearing somebody. Oh, great. He's really large and he does that. That's great. Watching him almost kill somebody. I'm going to pick up this big man and drop him on, directly on his neck. <laughs> I'm oh. old and I can't do it anymore. Jesus Christ. Hard target for me, that whole bunch. And Lance Henriksen's so fucking great in it. And him and Honor Voslu, the guy who plays uh, the mummy. Mm. I don't know. I might have to go with uh, Time Cop. Well, time Cop's fucking good. Oh, uh, you know what? Time Cop. Time Cop. Time Cop's fun. Ron Silver. That's a fun movie. Double Impact. Pretty What's good. What's the one with uh, him and uh, Rodman? Uh, Rodman? Double, double Team. Double Team. Double Impact is where the split screen. He plays himself. JCVD. Yeah. 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 You got to do it. Oh, nice. You got to do it. <laughs> Wait, was there a Double Dragon movie? You said it. Yes. yes. Am I just making that up? Yes, no, there yes. was. Oh, so, no, that kid. Is that JCVD Robert Patrick, or no? no? Robert Patrick plays, uh, I forget the name of the, Shere Khan, or whatever the fucking Shere Khan of that, that movie is. <laughs> Shere Khan. whatever that Shere Khan was in Double Dragon. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark DeCoscos and... Mark DeCoscos, yeah. And... Scott Wolf. Uh, Scott Wolf from uh, Party of Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Scott Wolf. Yeah, they played wow. Billy and Jimmy. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That tracks. Yeah, they're brothers, yeah. as you can obviously see. Alyssa Milano's in that movie, too. Yes, and she's wearing, oh. oh, she's wearing the worst, most unfortunate blonde wig in it, but she's so sexy in it. That's peak Milano. It's like, that's around the time she does Poison Ivy 2. It's like a year before she does mm. Poison Ivy 2, so that's peak Milano. I have the biggest so Fear is 96, so that's her era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, I got so fucking wow, scumbag. You are a scumbag just a now. fucking yeah, yeah, bomb yeah, in your throat right there. Listen to that. 
Mm-hmm. Don't put pants on. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm not wearing pants. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that. Hi, honey. My wife's home, too. She's looking at me as I perv out to 90s Melissa Milano. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know if you go on IMDb, you know how it gives you, when you look up movies, it gives you a recommendation? So if you look up uh, Double Dragon, more like this is Sergeant Kabuki Man. <laughs> Strange things begin happening all around him. And even stranger things begin happening to him. Regrettable twist of fate has chosen you as a recipient of amazing supermortal powers. He is crazy. He is confused. And he is turning Japanese. Can't believe this. I'm eating a smelly dead fish and I'm loving it. But raw fish is chopped liver compared to the wild adventure that is about to take over Griswold's life. He becomes. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. <laughs> Remember what is Sergeant... Sergeant Kabuki oh, Man? Oh, my oh, God. It's a trauma film. It's a trauma film. About a NYPD. Samurai. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Oh, it's, it's so stupid. He transforms into a samurai, stupid. but it's it's the... Like a kabuki. <laughs> yeah. like a kabuki samurai with the mask and the, the big helmet hair. I like that he shows up in Toxic Avenger 4 and he's a deranged alcoholic and rapist. <laughs> Have you ever, guys ever been to a trauma fest? No, I haven't. I can only strange. imagine what that's like oh it's a scene man oh, oh i believe I, it oh it's a scene man. i've met lloyd a bunch of times i can have him on at one point it's like it's one of those guys it's like i should have him on i can know i could get him to come on yeah but he'll, it's a he'll, guy I'd love he's to definitely about. one who charges yeah if you want to come on no i think he i don't think he does he, no? he just shows he's just like he's he shows up at the, the opening of an envelope that fella he's, <laughs> yeah he was in something i, I wrote we oh had, really he's just yeah yeah he did a zoom thing it was wait, you, wait a minute i didn't know you worked with lloyd in that level technically yeah yeah that's crazy yeah huh. yeah yeah, I think he'll do anything. If you look on it, he, yeah, he has like 400 credits on IMDb. Seriously, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, he shows up and stuff. I mean, I told him, it's like, you know, I stole footage of you in my movie. Like on Twitter, via Twitter. Like you have a cameo in my movie. Like I basically like use footage of you without asking. Are you okay with that? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, good, great. Hey, look, and he starts yeah, retweeting it. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, look, I'm in this movie apparently. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Always wanted to cornhole me a blind bitch. <laughs> That's my favorite line in Toxic Avenger. Holy shit, he has 393 acting credits with 32 upcoming. Uh, you know, yeah, he, you know he'll do anything. I'll tell you a fun cameo he has in Rocky. Really? At one point, Rocky goes into a bar and he's carrying a drunk. Lloyd is the drunk. Uh, he was like a production coordinator on that. He had like some job. He actually did some like A-tier films. Like, you know, like as like a, <laughs> a second unit director or like, I forget, like below the line thing. Huh. Speaking of Rocky, I saw Creep. Oh, how was it? Oh, how was it? Well... You'll have to wait till next episode because it could tie into what we discussed. Oh, 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 sick, dude. Great tease. That's a good place to leave it. Fuck uh, y'all. We'll leave it. <laughs> I love you, Tom Sawyer. And now, Mr. Serling. The man who lives in this tenement is an aging fighter named Bowley Jackson. Over the hill at age 36 from leaving too much of himself in too many arenas for too many years before too many screaming people. And next week, he looks for a miracle. And he finds it in a little boy. On the Twilight Zone next week, the big tall wish. Something very, very special. I hope we'll see you then.